Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Suicide Squad hits theaters and HBO Max today. Is this new DC superhero movie worth your money or your time? I'm Oscar Gonzalez filling in for Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With us to talk about The Suicide Squad is CNET reporter and comic book expert Sean Keane, who already saw the movie. Welcome, Sean. Woo, thank you for having me. I talk comic book movies all day, all the time. <laughs> for our listeners, we do have a review of The Suicide Squad at CNET.com, written by our critic Richard Trenholm. But Sean, you were given an early view of the viewing of the film. Uh, what did you think? I didn't love it quite as much as Rich, who gave it a glowing and beautifully written review. Uh, It's fun and it's visually stunning, but there were a few too many characters running around for my liking. And that's how kind of how I felt with particularly Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which was also uh, directed by James Gunn. Uh, So maybe it's something I struggle to connect with his films a little bit, particularly on my first viewing. I guess for anyone who's unfamiliar with the concept, uh, Suicide Squad is about a bunch of supervillains who've had bombs implanted in their necks and are forced to serve on a clandestine US government-backed task force. In this movie, they have to destroy a lab on a South American island and things get messy the second they land. Um, Yeah, the name Suicide Squad implies a certain amount of death, and that certainly is the case. Don't get too attached to anyone (laughs) and uh, so like you mentioned a lot of characters and a lot of these uh, villains that are that are in this movie they're not the A tier villains of like the Joker and Lex Luthor it's a lot of B and C and probably D and below tier villains could give us a rundown of the villains because this is by far the to me, the most interesting part of the film, but also, like you said, it makes it to where there's um, there could be a little bit of confusion with so many characters. Right, yeah. Like, I'm a big fan of supervillains, too, and I love spending time with them. Um, so most people will know Harley Quinn. She's the Joker's girlfriend, played by Margot Robbie, and she's always excellent. Like, Margot Robbie just kills it in this role every time. Less well-known is, is Bloodsport, who's played by Idris Elba, and he's no, maybe I shouldn't say too much. I'll just leave <laughs> okay. it at that uh, for now. Um, and Peacemaker, played by John Cena. Uh, you've also got Ratcatcher, Polka Dot Man, and Nanue, a human-shark hybrid voiced by Sylvester Stallone. And he's kind of a standout, like he's really funny at every turn. Now, how does the Suicide Squad compare to the original movie, which was just titled... Suicide Squad. Did director James Gunn find the right mix to make the movie work? Even though I didn't love this movie, it's so much better than the first one. Like, the first one was a mess. And 
it was one of the few movies I've come out of and thought, oh, I wish I had that time back. That sucked. Uh, and this was has largely been blamed subsequently on studio interference. Uh, the director of that movie, David Ayer, has kind of disowned it. Um, and there is no sign of any kind of studio interference of, or too much chopping and changing in The Suicide Squad. It is unquestionably James Gunn's movie. He wrote it and he directed it, and it, it feels very much like his movie, and, and which is great. I hope studios will learn from this contrast. Sean, do you know if the story for the film was based on any comics that people can read, or you know, did James Gunn just make a completely original uh, story that has no ties to the comics other than having a bunch of villains uh, be the heroes? So Gunn said he drew inspiration from war movies and John Ostrander's 1980s Suicide Squad comics. So it's it's not based on a particular storyline, but it definitely draws elements from that 80s run. Now, with the cast of characters, did any performance really stand out? And could someone uh, we could someone we see in the film uh, could they get something more in the future? We already we already know that John Cena's Peacemaker character is already on deck for his own series on HBO Max. But was there anyone else that you really thought I want to see more of this guy? I always want to see more of Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Uh, that goes without saying. I think. That's a pretty common sentiment. Um, how do I, how do I go about this <laughs> without giving too much away? Uh, I would definitely like to see the backstories for a lot of these characters. We get hints at it and like some little flashbacks in the movie, but uh, like this is <laughs> I'm dancing around possible spoilers, <laughs> but I'll just say I'd love to see a prequel about like blood sport and. And to a lesser extent, Nanaway. Um, yeah, Peacemaker is an interesting one for a, uh, a spin-off show because I didn't love him and I expected to love him. Um, hopefully the TV show will flesh him out such that I do love him. Now, in the case of all these superhero movies, especially when they come to Marvel ones, we always expect a post credit scene. So... Was there one? Was there two? Uh, what? Uh, what was? Uh, what comes after the film? So I, I have. We've all been conditioned to stick around through the credits of these movies, and yes, there is one, and it it sets something up, and he, yep, that's all I can say. Uh, uh, our colleague Rich wrote an explainer for this uh, and the ending itself, so you should check them out on cnet.com. And so, and, and thank you for dancing around the spoilers because <laughs> I haven't watched it either. Uh, so again, thank you. And I'm sure listeners will thank you for that. The, so this is going to require a little bit more dancing on your part. <laughs> Was there any sort of ties with the upcoming uh, DC universe films? Um, the two main ones are the Batman and the flash. Both are, uh, well, in the case of The Flash in particular, that's the film that would sort of seemingly tie 
most of the DC cinematic universe together. So was there any sort of links? Was there any sort of, you know, nods to these two upcoming films in uh, Suicide Squad other than, you know, uh, I mean, Margot, Ra- uh, Margot with her uh, Harley Quinn character is, uh, I mean, likely going to continue in some form or fashion later. But what about the Flash and the Batman? Was there anything? It, I didn't see anything that screamed uh those movies at me um so this feels pretty standalone aside from the post-credit scene um so not really is what i'll say i I think i think i think that avoids spoilers i'm sweating (laughs) (laughs) all right well thanks sean for your time you can check out his coverage of everything geek on cnet.com if you have any questions hit us up on twitter at daily charge or sign up for direct text messages from roger by heading to cnet.com slash daily charge. And if you like what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Oscar Gonzalez. Thanks for listening.